Hello and welcome to the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. I am your host, Gary, and today we finish what we started last week and talk about Steins Gate, an amazing anime, in my opinion. But I am here joined, as always, by my awesome co-hosts, Ben and Alfonso. Ben, say hello. Hello. How are you? How? I am pretty good. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. Not bad at all. Mm. Good, good. How was your special 25th day? I had loads of food and it was nice. <laughs> I am happy for your loads of food. How about yours? Also happy. Mine was okay. It was pretty decent. I had a delicious big steak, which I sent you a picture of. Um, so that was good. That was delicious. I can't believe I actually finished that whole thing. But other than that, it was decent. Just hung out with my family, so... Yeah. I, I got some cool dragon ball things from a friend that sent me over. My co-host, Paul, from Moogle Go Round, sent me a load of gifts for Christmas. Mm-hmm, hmm I got an anime Vegeta uh, uh, Blue t-shirt and a Margin Boo and Hercule Pop figure. Yeah. Is it him writing Boo? Please tell no, me it's, it's two separate ones. It's Hercule does in, in super, you know, dressed in his super outfit from Super Hercule episode. You know, when Hercule went Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, love, I love Super Saiyan Hercule. Needs to be more <laughs> canon. Needs to be more <laughs> canon. <laughs> Fantastic. Alfonso. Hello, hello. Hello. How was your special day? Uh, Wonder Woman, watch that. Okay, movie. Uh, binge playing Spider Man for PS4, which I now have the platinum. Uh, a lot of food, a lot of sleep, and that was it. That was it. You, what kind of delicious gifts did you get? Uh, a lot of Marvel and DC hats because that's all I wear. Um, I got some new earrings, I got a bracelet. Um, some new headphones. That's it. Well, that is it. As long as you're happy, I am. I was not expecting that red hood hat from my brother, but ha! Yes, I love that red hood hat. <laughs> I'm happy that you're happy. I'm happy that we are all happy. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, man, it's been a tiresome week for me with work. I am exhausted, but I will power through. And we shall talk about Steinsgate. Uh, any news first, uh, anime news? I don't think there really is any. No. It's been on the quiet front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. Uh, yep, nothing. No news that will interest us, at least. So it's okay. So let's just jump into Steinsgate then, huh? Everybody okay with that? Steinsgate? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so Steinsgate, it was my recommendation. Um, it's about this mad scientist, as he calls himself, who is trying to find a way to prove time travel is real. and somehow in the weirdest way finds out that his microwave is able to send things back in time 
particularly bananas. Um, and it kicks off this whole crazy conundrum of things that happen in his life and the people around him. Um, and not all of it is good. And we'll continue to see, it like we see in most time travel things, that messing with time messes things up even worse. Um, as he finds out. Um, we have a lot of cool characters in the show. Um, they all are very important to the story. They all play a very pivotal role. And I think that's one of the, the big highlights of the show is, is the character development. Uh -huh. But let's just start off like the, the, the very first episode uh, we find out later on in the, in the anime that the very first episode is literally the most important episode because it affects the entire story as we find out heading into the end game. Um, where he is at a conference. Um, his name, by the way, is Okabe. Um, uh -huh. The bad scientist. He is at a conference to hear uh, some guy talk about time travel. Uh, and he runs into a reporter there. Uh, a very famous reporter, I believe. Uh, what's her name? I need pictures that go with the characters' names. Oh yeah, uh, Makasi Mikase Kirisu yeah. Kirisu, mm -hmm. uh, the redhead reporter. Um, and we start to see some weird stuff happening. She tells him that she's run into him and he had something to tell her. But obviously, he never ran into her. Um, and he kind of just walks away from her and goes to the conference. And the guy starts talking about time travel. And um, Okabe uh, accuses him of literally stealing somebody else's work. Which he gets pissed off and gets dragged away by Kirisu. Um, then he goes downstairs uh, with his friend. Uh, what's her name? Sorry. Here who? Um, Missouri? Myru. That's not, no, no. No, no. Myru? Miryu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she it sends him a text, like, uh, come here quick, it's an emergency, and all she wanted was one of those vending machine toys. Uh -huh. um, which he gets her, it's a little silver one, it's super rare, it's worth like 600 yen or something like that, um, or 600,000 yen, it's worth a lot of money. Um, and he hears some screaming, and he goes to examine where the screams are coming from, and he finds the dead body of Kirisu. Mm -hmm. um, and this, like I said, is probably the most important moment in the story. We don't know this at the time, um, but towards the end of it, we find out that this is literally the, the point where that he tries to fix that literally ruins the entire timeline. Um, mm -hmm. So he runs away with uh, Myru, and during the time he's standing on the street and he sends a text, and as he sends this text to his friend uh, Kishida, who is the big uh, hacker guy, one of his closest friends. What? Daru. Is his name Daru? Yeah. Okay, Daru. 
I'm getting different names here. Am I looking at the wrong thing? Alright, there well, it is. A lot of nicknames also used in the show. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of nicknames used. I went off his real name, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, a lot of, they call him Daru a lot in the, yeah. in the show. Yes, Daru. Um, and as he sends him this text, something weird happens to him. Uh, the world just freezes around him. People just disappear. Um, and then I believe he wakes up in his apartment. Um, and he tries to tell Daru what happened. And he goes to the convention again and finds out that um, Kirisu is actually alive. He's uh -huh. not dead. So he starts to kind of think that he's losing his mind. Uh, all this is also... Well, um, during this whole moment, he's under the impression that he's being followed and tracked by the organization. We don't know what the hell the organization is. We're under the impression that it's something he just made up. Um, and yeah, in a way, from the way he talks, and he's always calling on the <laughs> phone, and he's talking, it, which <laughs> makes him look crazy. Yes, because he is crazy, in a way. But we will find out why he does these things uh, as the story goes on. Um, but yeah, so this kicks off this whole story of this weird time machine that he has essentially discovered in his microwave. Um, and he starts to let more people in on the secret besides Daru and his very closest friend, uh, Myru, um, uh -huh. who is literally his childhood friend. Um, uh -huh. So he's known her the longest. Uh, and the three of them, you know, they have their own little club. Um, but more people start to kind of discover what's going on and they kind of join the club. Um, and he himself lives in an apartment uh, that's on top of um, a TV repair shop yeah. by uh, the, this guy who's voiced by Christopher Sabot, who uh, sounds just like Piccolo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mr. Braun. Mr. Yeah, Braun. Yeah, yeah, he sounds just like Piccolo without the green. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty cool. But yeah, we, yeah. we get introduced to a bunch of characters. Uh, the cat girl, Cafe, um, Ferris. Uh, we mm -hmm. get introduced Ferris, to her. Yeah. She plays an important role. Uh, Luca, who is probably the most hilarious interaction of a character, who is the hottest man in I've ever seen in an anime. <laughs> yeah, that's And weird. the way he introduces her is absolutely hilarious. He talks about him like he's a woman. He's like the most beautiful, delicate flower I've ever seen. But a dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a, a dude. A dude. Um, and he works at a shrine uh, that's, that's family owned, and, and they've known him for quite a while as well. Um, but yeah, the, all these characters come together in a very unique way because they all, like, he discovers that he can send a text back uh, through this time machine. And if he sends this text backwards, um, it doesn't necessarily change the future. Well, it changes the future, but he himself doesn't go back in time. He sends the text, and his past self would have to read the text to affect what happens in the future. It's it's a very hard concept to explain through words unless you watch it. Um, but the texting is is the biggest. Basically, just uh, thinking split timelines, right? Because it's the, the yeah, every time. Yeah, every time every time he sends a text back, it diverges the timeline. 
And so it, he is in, say, Universe A, sends the text back, text back, actually goes to Universe B, which continues on. But he mm -hmm. himself somehow has the knowledge of Universe A. Yes, and He's this like is what makes point. him, yeah, it, what makes him unique is um, he remembers the different timelines, but everybody else forgets. Uh, what happened? This is why he's the only one who knew about the death, and nobody else knew about Kirisu's death. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So he's a kind of a unique individual, and throughout the story, he's communicating with a supposed time traveler. Um, I don't remember his name though. How Something. Can you remember um... his name? No, it was like something John, I believe it was. Yeah, how can you not remember his name? Seriously? I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. What is it? John Teeter. Um, John yeah. Teeter, there it is. Yeah. Based <laughs> off a real-life character, a real-life person, kind of. Because there was like oh. this, in the early 2000s, there was someone that exact said exact same thing, saying, well, except for the IBM, I think that's made up, but there was like this urban legend of this guy that traveled back in time to warn us about World War Three. It was on like mm -hmm. loads of different forums. This guy had posted on, saying that he was John Teer and he was like he was from the future. I'm sorry, Ben. It's been two weeks since I watched it. Don't yell at me. <laughs> I mean, John Teer is yes. a well-known person. Well, not you know, I don't know if he's a real person, but he's a well-known like urban legend thing. Mm. Conspiracy. Theory. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he exist and he is constantly on the forums so okabe knows about him and he starts to kind of reach out to him uh to kind of learn more about time travel and all that and we find out that um based on what he says world war three will begin uh and the war is pretty much going to be because of time travel and a company whose name of course eludes me right now uh ben do you remember the name because you're good at it I'm not good at names. I just know that name because <laughs> it's John Tia. Yeah, I, I I can't help you with this, Gary. I don't remember either. Evil, oh, oh, Stern, wasn't it? Stern, it's, yes. I, yeah. I told you you were good the at it. Swedish company. Yes, is. Stern uh, essentially has a monopoly on time travel in the future. They've somehow discovered it, um, and we find out that they already know about time. They've already been able to do it using black holes and the, the big collider that they have over there in Europe. Um, the light, large hydro, hydro, hydro... Yeah, the, the hydro collider. Yeah. Um, and it's been obviously disproven uh, that time travel can't be done through wormholes or black holes, but apparently they've been able to do it. Um, and he finds out. So he has uh, his best friend kind of hack their system. Um, uh -huh. And he does, and they find all these weird emails in there, but they also can't crack a lot of these emails because they're using some special code. And this code can only be unlocked through a very old computer that nobody can get anymore. It mm -hmm. pretty much looks like a Commodore 64. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and they've been using this computer. They're trying to essentially acquire all of them on their own uh, to essentially send these encrypted emails so nobody can crack them, in a way. Um, so, yeah, he he finally discovers that uh, the shrine where 
the 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 guy is the 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 friend they have one and he acquires it um and they're able to translate a lot of the stuff and they find out that they that stern has been sending people back in time but just not it hasn't been working they've been essentially being turned into green jello um and they're dying which is exactly what's been happening with their bananas that he's been sending through through his microwave like he's noticed that it turns green and then eventually it starts to move to a different location uh it went from the microwave to the table and it's this green jello um and yeah they find out that people have been dying uh, because they've been trying to send them back in time, but they aren't able to do it yet. But we know in the future, because of John Teeter, he says that they did master it, uh, and they have been experimenting with black holes, and it's essentially because of them that World War Three starts. Um, so the whole point then becomes, is he finds out that Okabe uh, is essentially the only person who can remember the different timelines and what's happened. Uh, and one of the reasons John Teeter hasn't been able to change the timeline and stop World War III is because John Teeter doesn't have the powers of remembering what mm-hmm. the yeah. different timelines. So he can't really, he's trying to stop it, but he can't really figure out how to stop it until he finds out about Okabe. Um, and it's around this time we're also introduced to another character who we find out also becomes a very important character in the story. Um, it's the little girl uh, with, the, with the pigtails who is voiced by the same voice actress that does Lucy's voice, uh, mm-hmm. Suzaha. <laughs> um, and she starts to work in the repair shop as well. But she knows things and she constantly hints at things of what's going on. She hates uh, Kirisu for reasons we don't know. Um, but she's constantly mentioning things um, that are throwing Okabe for a loop. And he's like, how do you know this? What's going on? Things like that. Um, but she she clearly hates Kirisu for some reason. Um, and we find out what that reason is. And it's something I've already mentioned where her death and what happens after her death essentially puts things in motion. It leads to World War III. Um, So, yeah, so so the story up to... I'm going to stop at episode 12 for now. Uh, The story up to episode 12 is kind of just them having fun with this time travel thing. Him trying to convince people all this fun stuff is going on. Hey, we, we can do time travel. We should make this public. But there's also this backstory that's happening with stern and people are dying and Mm -hmm. him trying to essentially kind of expose what they've been doing but also being afraid of them because he feels like he's constantly being watched first it was paranoia but now he might actually be watched because he starts getting texts and messages that tell him that we know what you're doing i know what you're doing and i should also mention there is another character that joins them um What's her name? What's her name? It's Moka. Yeah, and, and she plays a huge part in this story. Yeah, a huge. She essentially takes a picture of him one day as he's walking down the street. He stops her and he gets pissed off at her for taking a picture, and he demands that she delete it. Um, he finds out 
or she tells him that she's looking for this computer. I got to find out what this computer's name is. But the IBM, okay, she, yes, is it an IBM? Yeah, I thought she was on the should, same computer. Yeah, she's after the same computer, and she hates talking to people, so, and she's constantly communicating through text. She's standing right there and she's sending people text instead of telling them what she wants to tell them. Just like real people, just like real people. <laughs> this was ahead of its time, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um. She's constantly messaging him about the, the IBM computer. Um, he's trying to not tell her that he has it because he knows that they're super rare and he needs it to um, yeah. Do break these codes. Yeah. yeah. But eventually he lets, he lets her into the, to the club. She sees it. She falls in love with it. And she asks to borrow it, which he doesn't let her for obvious reasons. Um, but he... Allows her to send the text. Um, and she says she wants to send the text to her past self to get a different phone because she hates the phone that she has. Um, so he lets her. She does it. And then we find out that the IBM goes missing in this timeline. Yeah. Um, she doesn't remember if she took it because it's a different timeline. Her memories are gone. Um, Nobody knows what happened to the computer. He goes back to the shrine. All of a sudden, he finds out that the shrine never had the computer. Um, and he keeps trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but yes, she plays a massive role. Be what's weird about her is she played a somewhat of a role in the beat, and then she goes like maybe four or five episodes where we don't even see her anymore. Um, we probably see her, I would say, for like five, six seconds or something. Uh, they interact with her, but then she just leaves. So we don't know what's going on with her um, up until obviously episode 12. <laughs> so yeah, the anime up to that point is just them having fun, them trying to prove this stuff. And there's a lot of comedy in it, obviously. Um, and we see a lot of the wishes that these characters make. Uh, Luca decides to send the text back to her mom, but she can't send the text because phones in So she sends a message to her pager to tell her to eat vegetables instead of meat so she would be born as a girl instead of a boy. Um, which turns out that's what happened. And we see Okabe fondle her to prove that she's a girl when, or that she's a boy when she's really not anymore. Thank she's you, been changed. Somehow. What was that? Thank you, science, somehow. <laughs> somehow. Yeah, eat more vegetables if you want a girl, right? <laughs> So yeah, he allows a lot of people to send messages. Uh, Ferris, we find out, is super rich, but she just runs this cat cafe instead because this is what she loves to do. Uh, he lets her send the message back to to her past self, um, and somehow she no longer has the Ferris. This changes the entire area that they live in uh, because yeah. she apparently runs the whole area. She's that rich. Um, but it changes everything there. Her the, the Ferris Cafe is gone. Instead, it's a ramen noodle place. Um, and her wish was to essentially have her dad back to send a message for her dad not to come back because he died in the in an accident coming back to see her for I believe it was Christmas or something like that, or her yeah. birthday where she was she really wanted to see him. Um, so he she got her dad back. So everybody made these wishes that constantly affected this timeline. Um, and 
up to that point, uh, just your guys' thoughts, like the story and everything going on up to episode 12. Uh, Alfonso, let's start with you. Okay. Before, before I get into this, I feel I have to bring a race into this, this, this discussion because this was also another timeline butterfly effect show that we watched. And yes, they're similar in some ways, but they're totally different. I'm also going to bring in um, Life is Strange, the video game, because this is more likely like Life is Strange. With that being said, Mr. Gary, this is your last recommendation. And I was mm-hmm. like, will Gary deliver again? Because your first recommendation for the year was Tomorrow, the Tomorrow Promised Land. And that show was awesome. So I was like, will he deliver for this last one? And I'm watching the first episode, and I'm like, okay, so this dude, Okabe, he kind of reminds me of Senku from um, Dr. Stone because, you know, of how right he is, and he's pulling himself. But he's just a little more crazy, and he actually does feel apologetic when he's wrong and sorry. And, yes, we got the death. I was like, I'm not impressed. I was a little disappointed. But as we get on through the episodes... And we see the change in, okay, people start to disappear, but he's the only one that remembers. They don't remember that the girl, the girl with the phone who wanted to change her phone, was the first person to disappear. They don't remember, but he does. Like, okay, this is getting interesting. Then it comes to Ferris and her dad, and then the city changed. They know that this is the same, but he knows that this is different. Okay, now it's getting more interesting. And then obviously... When we get up to episode 12, I said, oh, shit, Gary did it again. <laughs> but yes, you know, they, they came up with a name with this whole letter stuff. They call it D-mail. And yes, each one has their own text. I, I have a problem. This is Okabe's fault. I have a problem that because of his mouth, this is how all these people got into the club. He automatically just like, oh, you're 004. You're 005, you're 006, and he's letting people know about the machine and how he's able to time travel. I feel this is a problem because, okay, the more people you know, the more it's going to spread, the more the organization is going to find out. That was the first mistake. He should have kept it quiet. He should have kept it as, okay, Daru, because he's the hacker, Missouri, because he's your best friend, and um, what's that other one, the redhead? because okay she's kind of proving the point of she's kind of like his equal yes is a little smarter but she knows what he's talking about those are the only three people that should have known about the time machine him constantly adding people and letting it slip out was a bad mistake and I did not like that I didn't <sighs> um, I, I think what's interesting in this version of time travel though is he they're not actually going through time here they are essentially changing the present. Yeah, because yeah. like, we we never see them go back in time. No. Uh, you know, we only see what they send back, and all of a sudden, the present day changes depending yes. on what they send back. And I felt like that's what made this time travel story uh-huh. so unique. Is uh-huh. he's not going back in time to run into himself or anything like that. Uh, we uh-huh. do get time travel though, uh, which yeah. we'll get to here in a second. Uh, I do also mm-hmm. want to say, um, uh, Mayushi is her nickname. Uh, yeah. There he is. 
So, yes, Mayushi. I can't remember. He called her something else all the time. But, yes, Mayushi, who we also find out going into episode 12 is also a very important character to the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, Ben, up to that point, uh, your thoughts up to episode 12? I think basically the same as Alfonso. I enjoyed the character pacing. I enjoyed the fact that we learned all the different things about laws about time travel in that universe because, well, every time travel is different for every show. So it does mm-hmm. feel a lot like life is strange. So, yeah. Nice, nice. I, I will get to that. It's not yet, but it is coming. <laughs> yeah, so we get to episode 12. Um, and episode 12 kind of turns this show upside down. Um, we find out in episode 12 that Okabe no longer feels like they're safe. Um, because he feels, they, they find out that Stern has actually been watching them the entire time. Uh, uh-huh. Daru essentially finds out later on that he never really broke in. It's like the doors were just open for him to to get in. Um, and he tells them this, and that's when Okabe is like, "Oh shit! They've been watching us this whole time. We need to go public with what we find." Um, and they essentially start to come up with this like victory of, or this party that they're going to have before they go public. Um, so he, everybody kind of gathers at their place um, and they're all, you know, eating dinner, having a party. And then um, Suzuwa, the, the girl with the ponytails, um, she looks at the time and she freaks out. Um, she sees the time and she just takes off and they don't know why she leaves. Um, a few moments later, there is a news broadcast that there has been a threat of a terror attack at a train station. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are obviously kind of worried. So they all decide to stay there because they can't get home. Nobody can leave the place because most of them travel by train. Um, and as they're sitting there, somebody, a whole bunch of people break into their apartment mm-hmm. or Okabe's apartment. Mm-hmm. They have guns drawn and everything. Um, they want all the information about the time travel stuff. And Okabe at this point realizes that this is stern. Um, they finally come for, for them and their research. Um, and then the big surprise happens and we see Moaka joins them and moaka we find out works for stern to a degree um Mm -hmm. she's here to essentially collect the group so okabe kirisu daru are the three important people that they want um unfortunately uh what's her name mirisu Uh, yeah is not important. She's not needed for this. And Moaka shoots her and kills her right in front mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but during this whole process, I forgot to mention that uh, Kirisu came up with a device that allows her to send the consciousness of somebody back in time to 
the body from the past. Um, because at first they only found out they can send a certain amount of bytes. That's why they can only send text messages to the past. Um, but she came up with a device that allows her to send someone's consciousness to their pre to their past self and essentially invade their body. Um, so as he watches her die, he runs to the machine. Uh, actually, no, he watches her die, and then um, Suzawa appears. Calls she kicks back. the shit out of yeah. everybody. Um, and her and Molka essentially hold guns to each other, and Suzawa tells her, you can change this, you need to go back in time. Uh, so he runs to the machine, and we assume that everybody just gets mowed down during this gunfight in his apartment. Um, but he sends his consciousness self back one day, essentially to the start of the mm -hmm. same day. And he, at this point, this starts to try to change what happens to um, Mirasu. And we get probably at least a good five, six episodes out of him trying to save her life. Yeah. Um, and every time he tries, he fails. She is literally destined to die at the same time every single day, whether well, it's by accident, yeah. yes, whether yeah. it's by accident or she's killed or something happens. Mm -hmm. She's still destined to die no matter what. She gets hit by a car. She falls in the water and drowns. She's always destined to die. It's like a fixed point in time now. Um, and it gets to the point for him where he 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 he, he starts to lose it. He's, he's starting to he lose, it, to lose he, it. He doesn't feel like he can save her, and then he starts bringing Kirisu into the the mold, trying to get her to help him save her life. Just wow. because Kirisu is the only one that noticed that something's off with him, mm -hmm. and he can't keep he's he's can't hold the guilt in anymore so he lets her in and yeah they come up with a way like in order to do this we have to reverse everything that we've done so that means they have to erase all the emails they have to find a way to tell everybody or get all the all the phones from everybody to erase all the emails to revert from Mirasu from dying yes essentially yes that is what they have to do um, and you see the struggle he has with it because yeah. a lot of these things obviously changed their lives forever. Um, you know, we got, you know, Luca who went from being a, a boy to a girl and then now he has to ask her to be a boy again. You know, we find out. And it comes with, it come with some, it come with some difficulties, like we said, but like, for instance, with Luca. She at first felt bad because, like, I've been this girl all this time, but now you tell me that I'm a boy. How am I supposed to deal with this? And that's very emotional, and you know, in terms of people accepting their gender in today's standards. Oh, and yeah. at first, she didn't want to do it, but she agreed to only if local baby is her boyfriend for a day. In his Which mind, we found out during that that. Luca has yeah. always been in love with Okabe, even yeah. as a boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is weird for him because he always knew him as a dude. 
and mm-hmm. he, he felt weird for, about it. But in order to get this done, you know, erase her email, he had to do it. Obviously, Okabe don't know how to date. He never dated. You know, he wanted to date. He's a little awkward. They had nothing really to talk about. Um, Kirisu and Daru followed just to give him pointers. At first, you know, he was doing okay. And I can't really remember how it ended. Well, he finds out that the, the date went bad because he tried to be someone he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So he went back to being his mad scientist self, which is the person Luca fell in love with at, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, after the date is over, he goes back to the shrine. It's obviously already late. And he essentially is himself. And he acts like an asshole and tells her to do training exercises with his sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's the person like, oh, that... We haven't done this in forever. Yeah, so that what, that what is what makes her happy mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I love, like, like you mentioned, I love the episode because, you know, it's the struggle that, you know, people, the gay people have. Mm-hmm. You know, coming out and all this issues that to this day that they still go through. I can't imagine how it was back then. I think this was a 2012 anime, which is yeah. even worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like they handled it incredibly well in this, in this show. Yeah. Uh, especially with Okabe, who specifically tells him that, you know what? I don't really care about your oh, sexual you orientation. It's mm-hmm. what's the, who you are on the inside that I love, yeah. you know, it's, it was very well well done and very well put together, I thought. Yeah. Um, through and through a very good episode. But, you know, she agrees to the D-mail. She, she reverses the D-mail, um, which obviously turns her back into a man. She, or he, at the, now he, uh, he doesn't remember that he was ever a female anymore. Uh, that, but, I know they had to like, tell them what, you know, yeah, tell them what to do, you know. How did that yeah. email actually get sent? Like, I, I was joking, actually eat meat. <laughs> yeah, I was joking. Eat lots of meat. Um, <laughs> yeah, but thanks to Kirisu, he found out that even as a boy, he was always in love with Okabe. And Okabe even tested this theory out, and he asks him, do you like me like me? And he got all blushy and confused, and he's like, no, what are you talking about? And he knew. That he did, yeah. but he was just, he couldn't say it, unfortunately, yeah. because he's obviously gay, but he can't tell you that, um, he's, which was yeah. sad. You know, it was very sad that he, he had to take that away from him. Um, and we see him struggling with it throughout the, the, the entire rest of the show with all the characters. Um, yeah. I, I think the biggest one was with Ferris. You know, when he yeah. found out what Ferris wished for was to let her dad be alive and not come home uh, and die in the accident and having pretty much asking her to let her father die so he can save uh, Mirasu. Like you can see that it got to the point where he didn't want her to do it, but she did it anyway. Um, And hers was interesting because she started to remember the different timelines. She started to remember. This is what I wanted to bring up in a race. Mm -hmm. When he time travel, um, when Max time travel in in Life is Strange, they're the only people that remember. Nobody else, but in Okabe and and you know in you know this this anime, 
even though the other characters don't really remember the details, they think of it as dreams. And I find it's very interesting how they, and I think that was a a good way to like rope in. Okay, they had the regular, they had the regular present, then it got altered, then they go back to the present, but they feel like they had another life, be another life besides this, but they don't can't piece it together of what exactly happened. And in her, in in terms of um, Ferris situation, I think. It works for her because even though she lost her father, she still have those memories in the alternate, yeah. the alternate timeline. Even though she can't remember it perfectly, and I think well, that's why they kind of found that out where they couldn't remember yeah. everything exactly. It was just like a blur. Yeah, but for Ferris, because knowing her, she lost her dad. I I feel this was perfect for her because she don't have her dad, but in a way, she still had those moments when she did. And I love that moment. That 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 to me, I feel out of all the emails in terms of emotional, what she's going through emotionally, this was the best one. Mm-hmm. That was a very sad one. Like, and he obviously yeah. struggles with it a lot. Like, how can you ask somebody to give up their father who dies? Yeah. Um, and but he knows that she's not gonna remember it. Um, but then when she starts to. Pee- remember pieces and fragments he's like is she gonna remember that i asked her to do this you know mm-hmm. um and it's a decision he he possibly couldn't ask her to make but she made it on her own she decided to help him because she she loves mirasu herself it's her best friend like a yeah. sister to her that's why she um, had to do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah so she changes the timeline and then but during yeah, this she time, undo- undoes the timeline. Yes. Yeah, but during this time, Okabe found out that reversing the emails, he's getting a day earlier to prevent Murasu from dying. Yes, he gets an extra day to save her. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she's still dying every time. At the same uh, time, just a different day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get to probably story-wise one of the most important ones, which is yep. Moloka. Um. Mm-hmm. And he already knows the message that she sent because she told him. So he doesn't even try to find her. He just sends the message. Um, it doesn't change anything, which was the message she said she was going to send was to get her a different phone because she hates this phone. Um, we find out that that is not the message that she sent <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tries to find her to f- essentially find out what message she sent, uh, only to find out that she's dead. That she committed suicide. Um, they found her hanging in her apartment, dead. And he's like, mm-hmm. "What the hell am I supposed to do now?" So he decides to time travel or send his consciousness back a day prior, um, so he can get to her before she kills herself. Um, which he's able to do. He finds her in her apartment, sitting in a corner, sending the same message over and over and over to a special person. Um, I don't remember who she's sending the message to. Um, MB. MB? Yeah, MB. Okay. Yeah. MB. thinks is a female. A yeah. female and essentially a, mo- a mother figure to him. Yeah. To her. Um, and MB has stopped responding to her. Uh, which we find out essentially leads to her committing suicide. Um, mm-hmm. He they fight 
in the apartment, like physically brutally fight. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets her phone to find out what message she sent, but he can't find the message. The message is essentially gone because she never sent the message in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because she never joined the team. Uh, so he's sitting outside the door, holding the door as she's trying to break it down, demanding her phone back. Um, but he eventually opens the door and he tackles her. He holds her down. He's trying to convince her uh, that MB doesn't give a shit about her. And some old lady comes in, so they pretend he starts to pretend like they're having sex, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of messed up moment actually. <laughs> Um, and to the youngins, he, they should be doing. They shouldn't be having the door open. Yeah, the, the door wide open. Young people these days. <laughs> um. Eventually, he calms her down, and he tries to convince her. You know that she's going to kill herself. She's going to die tomorrow, uh, because MB doesn't give a shit about her. Um. And he finds out that she essentially sent a message that wasn't about the phone, but about the IBM machine mm-hmm. uh, and where it can be found. And she finds out that it's obviously in in the shrine. The shrine had it. And that's the message that she sends back to MB that, hey, the IBM is in the shrine. And thus, they never got the IBM because somebody stole it. We find out that it was stolen from the shrine. He says that somebody stole it from the shrine. And that was the message that she she sent back uh, to MB, but they don't know who MB is. So they go to, but she says the IBM is in the locker. It's in the locker. So he goes the next day and he sits and waits to see who paid that, to see if MB is going to come and pick up the the IBM. Uh Um, And she kind of joins him. And she feels bad about everything. She knows she brings them food and stuff, lunch. Um, and they just kind of sit there and watch. Because she doesn't know who MB is either. She just believes it's a woman. Um, but Just because of she's being lonely, she has those perfect lives. One day she gets this, this weird type of thing. We need people like you. We want to recruit you. And then she kind of gets this weird obsession of MB because of somebody finally reaching out to her. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why she did all this. That somebody actually gives a shit about her. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's why she felt the way she felt when she stopped getting the messages. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't so, think it's just the messages. I feel like the messages plus the guilt for murder. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they some guy comes to pick up the IBM. They follow him, and then he obviously trades it off to somebody else, and it just gets moved around a lot. But they're able to track it the entire time, um, up to the point where he loses it, and he realizes that somebody left it on the train. So I believe he time travels back again so that he doesn't lose this person, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Um, and he finds out that the IBM is being delivered to... His renter, the guy who Mr. runs Mr. Braun. Mr. Black Braun. Twist. What? He is essentially carrying the case. Um and it's at his house. And then all of a sudden 
a carrier picks it up and they find out that it's flying out to America. Um, so they can't follow it anymore. So Okabe decides to confront him. Mm -hmm. And we find out that he is actually MB. And he has been watching Okabe because he's essentially also working for Stern mm -hmm. um, the entire time. And he takes him out to this construction field area where he explains to them exactly what's going on. And because he has a young daughter, everything he's been doing was to keep her alive. He said, if I try to leave Stern, they would come after her. And he couldn't do that. Um, and he talks about how once you're in, you can't get out, you know, stuff like that. And he ends up taking a gun and killing Moaka right in front of everybody because she's not useful anymore, but she knows about him. Yeah. She knows about Stern. Mm -hmm. um, and then he kills himself. Just because this is the only way he can save his daughter. Yep. If he's dead, they have no leverage in it anymore. Pretty yep. much orphaning his daughter, which is fucked up. Really, but really fucked it's up. the best way is the best way that she can have a life mm -hmm. safely. Mm -hmm. Um, so they grab his phone and they sent the D-mail from his phone to Moaka in the past, uh, telling her that the mission's called off. They no longer need the IBM. Because she wouldn't listen, not to herself, not to anybody yep. who sent her like a message. Yep. Only if MB sent her the message would she mm -hmm. listen to it. And thankfully she did. She listened to the message. They were able to recover the IBM again. Um, and in a way, everybody lived. Uh, it's also important to note that they find out that it's not the microwave that is able to send the messages back. Is the TV that he had running downstairs. <laughs> yeah. It had nothing to do with the microwave. It is the TV for some reason. Uh -huh. um, every time the TV was on, that's when the microwave was sending. That's why it worked half the time, and half the time it never did. Um, so we get essentially to that email where they're able to get the computer back. Um, and it's at this point where he's talking to Kirisu. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're essentially about to send the final email, which is the one I believe that Kirisu sent. Yeah, which is the last one, something for I believe it was her dad that she sent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is the moment where he realizes what's about to happen, and it is a moment that obviously happened in the first episode, which we kind of started to ignore throughout the show. It's like, okay, it it's happened. Not, but... Whoa, whoa, Gary, I didn't ignore. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot because they because wanted you to forget. <laughs> I forgot because of so much things that happened in the show. I forgot that she died in the first episode to Okube realized, oh, snap, if I let Mirasu live, you will die. And I was like, oh, shit, how did I forget this? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, the last email, actually, the last email is his. It's the first one that he sent when he first encountered the time travel thing, where he sent it in the middle of the street to Daru, saying, hey, this lady's dead. And that's when that happened. Remember when he was on the street? It was his email that, that essentially started the whole thing. 
yeah, he realizes that if he sends this D-mail, he will save Mirasu, but he will essentially kill Kirisu, who at this point became his best friend, his confidant, and the woman he fell in love with throughout this whole thing. <coughs> and he tells her this. He's like, at first he tries to find a different way again, um, which again fails. And the way she convinces him that he has to do this to let her die, I think was probably the most incredible way. And he keeps trying to save Mirasu by watching her die. And she essentially tells him, hello? Who do we hello? lose? No, Hi, man. sorry. <laughs> okay. I, I, lost, I lost voice. I don't know. I couldn't hear that. So I had to reconnect. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, she convinces him that he has to let her die. She's essentially telling him to kill her. Um, yeah. And the way he she convinces him is essentially telling him, listen, you can't keep trying to save Mirasu by watching her die because you're going to become so desensitized to it that it's just going to be an everyday thing for you. Like, you are essentially not caring anymore if you are able to watch her die. Like, and it, it came to a point. It's, yeah, as you said, if it's not breaking you anymore, that means you're already broken. Um, but it came to it, a point where he lost it that he couldn't do no that. He almost broke everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, I think, a very sad and very surreal moment. Um, and she eventually convinces him. She she packs a bag. She's gonna go home, mm-hmm. um, and she's gonna let him do it, knowing that she's gonna die and he's never gonna know her anymore. He's never gonna. They're never gonna fall in love. Um, they shared a, a final kiss goodbye, um, which is a very touching moment for the for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does. He sends the message back um and at that point we know that everything that they've done has been undone mirasu will always live they will never try to hack into stern um stern will never have to watch them and their research everybody's gonna live um but he decides that he has to save kirisu Uh and he decides this not on his own, but because um, Suzu appears. Suzuha mm-hmm. reappears to them. And she, we find out, is John Teeter. She's always mm-hmm. been John Teeter. She's we, always been the time track. We did. I just forgot to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But... During the whole episode one, we find out a satellite crashed into the building, and this is why the the thing was canceled, the, the speech mm-hmm. that the guy was supposed to give. We find out that that satellite isn't a satellite, it's a time machine that Gosh. Suzuha traveled to from the past, or from the future. Um, she finally tells them, and Okabe, that you can save her, and if you save Kirisu, you stop World War III. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the only way to stop it. And that's when she explains that her death 
leads to the start of World War Three and the time travel race, essentially. Um, and she doesn't tell them who killed Kirisu, because we know she dies. Um, but she doesn't tell him. Uh, so they go back in time together so he can stop her death. Um, he does all this, and this is where we find out that he ran into Kirisu first, and he tried to warn her about her death. Yeah. Um, which is what we find out in the first episode. Hey, you were trying to tell me something, which is what she told him. Um, and he was like super confused, but he was so in shock of seeing her that he couldn't get the words out. Um, uh-huh. So he goes and hides in, in the closet where they eventually find her body, where he finds her body, and he waits there for her to come in, and she starts talking to somebody, and he sees that the person she's talking to is the guy that he interrupted, the guy who was doing the speech, and called him a fraud for stealing somebody else's work. Um, and you find out that it's actually her father, who it. hates her with a passion, because he feels that she destroyed his life by discrediting all of his work. Uh-huh. And she has come up with this incredible time travel theory that works. And he sees the work, and it's something he that she hopes... He tries to steal her work. <laughs> what a twist. Yes. Yes, she tries to have the two of them work on it together, yeah. and he's like, no, I'm going to do it on my own. So he slaps her, and that's when Okabe comes out. I really hate and... him, by the way, because he was like, me, man, me, do science. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Okabe? Or her dad? Her dad. Oh yeah, he was a piece of shit, dude. A He's total like, oh, piece of shit. Me, me, man, me do science. <laughs> uh-huh. Basically, like, yeah. I'm sorry, but anyone could do. <laughs> there is no gender issue with science. <laughs> um. So yeah, he confronts him. They fight, and during the struggle, Okabe tries to kill her father and her father moves out of the way and Okabe stabs Kirisu and realizes that he's the one who actually killed her. Um, her father then steals the research, runs away. Okabe is like in shock because he couldn't believe that it was him. Um, Suzuo finds him, uh, drags him out of there because cops are coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they start to see on the news, and oh, actually not on the news. She starts explaining to him exactly what caused World War Three, and she says, uh, "Kirisu's father took this research, defected to Russia, proved that you know time travel is real. It became a time travel arms race, essentially, which led to World War Three because of him." Um, and Kirisu's research. Um, and we also get this this moment where Okabe essentially gives up. Wait, wait, hold on. Not only yeah. that, not only did he prove, not only did he took her research, remember, Mirisu dropped the toy. That toy was the key to starting World War III. The, yeah, the little the bobble... Was- yeah, she had dropped it on fire. the on the on the stairs, and he picked it up. Yeah, 
Not only did Wait, he steal so... research, but he also stole the little girl's toy. And how yeah. did he use it as proof of time travel? No, it was no, the, it was it, like it's a... what saved the document because it, it didn't melt. Or yeah. Like that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I do remember the thing. I just didn't remember what it do, do. did. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, but you know they go back to their previous timeline, and he's obviously covered in blood. He's completely mentally broken now because he realizes that he killed Kirisu. Mm-hmm. Um. But actually, I actually forgot about this completely. Before that, when she comes back to show them the time machine, and it needs to be repaired so she can go back in time, I totally missed oh, all this. Whole yeah. Thing. Holy yeah. shit! I'm sorry. Before all this happened, <laughs> yeah. Before yeah, all this, about... <laughs> yeah. Mirasu figured it out. Yeah, Suzaha was uh, from Haka's the future, father. obviously. Haka's daughter. Sorry. Yes, she is uh, Daru's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. She, obviously from the satellite, asked Daru to fix it. He's the only one who can fix it because he built it in the first place. And mm-hmm. it was Okabe who, not Okabe, Mirasu who yeah, discovered that he's the one who built it. Yeah. Um, because of the letters, right? how he signs yeah, everything. Yeah, he initials yeah. everything all weird and shit. Like, yeah. This is version 2.175B part 2 when it's actually like, this <laughs> the first one he made. Yeah. <laughs> um... To fix it, so they try to fix this time machine so that she can go back in time and save the IBM essentially for them. Uh, because the IBM was a key uh, to, to solving everything. So she went back in time to, I believe it was like the 80s, I believe it was 75. 80s or 70s, 75. 70, yeah. Um, and they Go to um, I keep forgetting his name. The the bald guy that runs the shop, Mr. Yeah, um, Braun. Mr. Braun. Yes, Miss. They find out that Mr. Braun was um, friends with her when she was an older lady, and that she mm-hmm. left a note for them. To he brings the note to them, uh, and the note said to only give it to them on this specific day. Um, they get the note, uh. Before that, they find out that the IBM is still missing, that she was never able to acquire the IBM. Uh, and they were confused. Why? Maybe she's going to bring it herself. And they thought that she was the one knocking on the door. Um, but it was him. He gives them the note. And on the note, it was such a heartbreaking moment. Like I felt so bad during this moment where you find out that when she went back in time, she forgot all her memories from the future. And she was pretty much just a normal person in the past. In the past, she didn't remember anything about the IBM, about the war in the future, World War Three, or how to prevent it. It was only when it came to the specific date of when she left to the past that all those memories came back to her. And by then, she was an older lady. Uh, it was like two years before her death. Um, and she knew how she failed. And she, in this letter, she talks about how badly she failed, how sorry she is. Um, but it's the, really not her fault. She, her memories were gone because she went in the past. Um, it was a very sad moment, I thought. Like, all her hard work was for nothing, literally for nothing. Um, 
so yeah, that was a very sad moment. Well, thoughts on on that it from you guys? It was sad, but at the same time, I was happy that she was able to have a normal life. Yeah, yeah. she had a normal, happy life. She had kids and everything. Um, so in some ways, it's like yeah, it's sad for the world, but the fact that she was from a, a, the World War Three and able to probably unable to have a nice life to then finally be able to have a nice life, I I I, I kind of. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of got some. All of it, all of it was sad, but the only part I love is Dora asking her, "Is his mother? Is her mother hot?" <laughs> he was <laughs> blushing and saying, "Do your mom got big tits and your cute face?" <laughs> that was right. <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. So now going back to where we were. Um, yeah, so she obviously comes back to to tell them that he can save. He has to save Kirisu to save this, and she knew he was going to fail, uh, because her f future Akabe was the one who sent her to the past. Yep, and he runs this resistance fighting against Stern in the future, um, mm -hmm. and he sent her back, and he sent her back with a video, and in the video he explains to himself how he has to save Kirisu without altering the timeline or spreading it out into different ways. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and it's a way where he has to convince his himself, the person who finds her body, that she's actually dead. He can't alter his own thought of her dying in the past, because if he does, then it's going to change everything. Yeah. It has to play out exactly like it did in the beginning of the show, where he finds her dead body and he runs back and he sends the email. Everything has to play out exactly how it plays out. Mm -hmm. um, and he says it in a way where only Okabe will understand how to do it. Everybody yeah. else is super confused. They're like, we don't get it, but Okabe understands it. Mm -hmm. um, and he constructs this this plan where he gets this stupid lightsaber toy that has fake blood in it, and he's going to use that to essentially pour on the ground and leave her body there so Okabe discovers it. Uh, but he also can't make Kirisu believe that, you know, it's fake. Like, he can't go to her and be like, hey, lay down on the floor and pretend to be dead because yeah. he yeah. will realize it. Mm -hmm. um, it has to play out exactly how he saw it. So we get to the part where he's hiding in the closet again. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Gary. You, you're going too fast. First, yeah. he had to prevent that Okabe from buying the toy for uh, Mirisu. He, she can't get that exact one. So he goes back a little early and buys it first. Which oh, yeah. Which Okabe buying a different one, which Mirisu didn't care because she still loves it anyway. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. Then we get to your point. Yes. So he's hiding, um, and he realizes right before things happen that the blood in this fake sword is so old and coagulated that it's not going to work anymore. <laughs> it's like, well, shit, what am I going to do? So, you know, Kirisu confronts, uh, gets in a fight with her dad again, and uh -huh. that's where he comes out, and he essentially goats him yeah. into pulling out his knife mm -hmm. and attacking him. Stabbing mm -hmm. him right in the gut, mm -hmm. um, and he does. He stabs him in the gut, 
and he's kind of like terrified. He's like, "You made me do it. You goaded me." And he takes off running as he's like yep. bleeding to death over there. Uh-huh. Um, Kirisu tries to help him, and he knocks her out. Yep, uh, with her with a taser. Uh-huh. Um, knocks her out. She falls to the ground, and he is like he's bleeding essentially to death, but it's but not, not enough, enough blood. Oh so my god, this thing was gruesome as <laughs> Yeah, it was really messed up. So he cuts himself even more. Um, just blood starts gushing out. He essentially almost disembowels himself um, mm-hmm. to pour enough blood there. Uh, and then he puts her body on top of it. Um, because it's real blood now, obviously. Yeah. You can't tell the difference. He pours her body on it. She's just knocked out, though. She's not dead. Um, and then Suzua runs in, saves him again. Um, Says you're an idiot. Because <laughs> he is. Yeah. But what else is he going to do, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, able, she's able to save him, but he waits. He stands there and he waits in a corner yeah. until his past self actually runs in. And makes, he makes sure it all plays out the same way. Because this is the only trip they can make. Because yep, her time machine yeah. is out of juice. It's yeah. done. Um, they can't go again. This is the last yeah. shot. Um, and it plays out just the way it should. Uh, and they're able to go back finally. Uh, he obviously gets medical attention. Um, By but... the way, I thought this was good. Uh, this ending yes. kind of reminded me of a, an old Doctor Who episode. And I was expecting it to go the exact same way. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's not old. That not that old of a Doctor Who episode. I, I don't know if it, this kept Doctor Who came out first or this came out first, but um, basically, well, apart from the magical scorpion thing, um, Donna gets like goes to like, this fortune teller on a different planet that instead of being like a fortune teller, actually like sends you back into the past and has you like do something that will change history and it will change the timeline around you mm-hmm. well because of how important donna is because she was connected to the doctor she ended up having the uh, doctor die because instead of going left at one point she went right so the whole bit played out where the world is ending blah 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 now she found out the only way that she could stop it from happening was by going back in time and trying to t- making herself go left instead of right yeah, when she told herself to go, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, with the other thing. Yeah. yeah. So when she went back in time, she landed in a place where she couldn't get to herself. Well, she couldn't retell herself it anyway. She wasn't allowed to. So the only way she could stop herself from going, changing her own direction, her fate, was she jumped in front of a car, which caused a traffic jam in that street. So her past <laughs> self decided that, oh, well, I'm not going to go that way because there's a traffic jam. I'll go back to the original destination. I thought he was going to die from trying to save the past. Yeah, it would have been a pretty cool ending, I thought, if he would have died saving her. Um, But sure enough, that's not what happened. (laughs) Um, Because he had officially changed the timeline, we know uh, Suzawa essentially doesn't exist because she never has to go back in time. Um, and she knew that was going to happen. Yep. Um, he they would never... In eight years. Yeah, go ahead. They would meet in eight yeah. years. They'll meet in eight years. 
Um, so Daru will meet his wife before that, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sad thing for him is now he will never know Kurusa. And um, they will never have the chance to fall in love. Uh, mm-hmm. Until we see that final scene where they're walking down the street and they essentially run into each other, and she remembers that he's the one who saved her life. Um, um, let's note that her father doesn't get away. He tries to credit the thing, but he feels they feel all yeah. He still defects to Russia, yeah. but they don't take him because mm-hmm. his research proves that it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and he gets arrested. He also gets arrested for attempted murder mm-hmm. uh, of her and this mysterious guy who isn't there anymore. Um, I put, no, I thought it was his research set on fire. Was it that the research got set on fire? Oh, yeah, it was. But then he still yeah. tried to prove it, but he didn't have the proof. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, we also found out that Mr. Braun is alive in this timeline. Mm-hmm. And he hired... Um, What's the girl? The, the the girl that doesn't talk? Uh, Moaka. Um, yeah. yeah, Moaka. As, you know, for help. Yeah, she still acts the same way, but she does talk a little more in in this version. Mm-hmm. Was that all the changes? Um, Cat Cafe still exists. Yeah. Um, they're still best friends there. Um. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, everything goes back to the way it was in, in episode one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Except they don't do the time travel research. None of that happens, yeah. so they're never targeted anymore. Um, so yeah, the, it pretty much ends with, with uh, Kirisu and Okabe essentially staring at each other uh, on yep. the street. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you watch the OVA, which is after that, it's kind of like an epilogue story. Um, I Ben, you didn't get a chance to watch it, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, I won't spoil it for you then if you don't want to watch. If you still want to watch it. Yeah, I kind of oh. enjoyed the series, so I'll probably watch it eventually. Okay, yeah. So I won't spoil, it, but it is like an epilogue. It does continue one more episode after that. Um, but yeah, there's some things that we never found out. We never found out uh, Doru's wife, who she is. Um, we, uh, I wouldn't say that because it was. It was in that episode. But I'm not going to say nothing. Because Ben didn't see it. <laughs> Okabe knows. Okabe knows, yes. Yeah, Okabe knows. It is in the OVA, but I'm talking about the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we never really find out. If you, if you obviously played the game, you'll know who it is. Um, so, yeah. No, uh, again... For me, what made this, I thought the story was fantastic. I think it was one of the best time mm-hmm. travel, if you want to say time yeah. travel stories, I've mm-hmm. seen. Um, mm-hmm. Or even read when I played the game. I was like, this is crazy. Um, is it the, similar? Because you play the game. Is it similar so to the anime or is it a little different? The, the anime, obviously there's a lot of stuff that that's not in the game, such as uh, Daru's wife, is you don't really see her in the in the full on anime. Um, there are changes, but for the most part, the main story is exactly how it is in the game. Uh, if you get the best ending, so the ending that you get here in the anime is the best ending in the game that you can get. 
Nice. Yeah, but if you play the game, I guarantee you you're not going to get the best ending. <laughs> so because... you said it's a, a visual or uh, what you say it was? A it's a visual novel. novel. Yeah. So is this similar to like Zero Escape? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you just read a bunch it. of text and, and you make decisions and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I was busy <laughs> trying to plan Spider-Man, so I didn't get to play it yet. Yeah, so uh, there's obviously a bunch of different endings and a bunch of different scenarios in the game. Like, instead of Birisu, Daru could be the guy who keeps getting killed. Um, there's a lot of different variations of stuff. Um, and what's cool is in the anime, um, after the OVA, there is another episode. Uh, I believe it's called 25B, um, Divide by Zero is what the episode is called, where it's literally the exact same episode as the last one, except once he gets, I don't want to spoil it, but it it's essentially an alternate ending, which leads into Steins Gate Zero, which is the next series that they did and the next game that came out. It's an alternate ending that plays out completely different going forward. Um, so if you want to watch Steins Gate Zero, you can. Uh, just make sure you watch 25B first. Um, because it's an alternate ending to the anime as well. So, But yeah. Okay. Yeah, Steins Gate Zero, or Steins Gate, like I said, amazing story. Uh, what made it so great is character and character development for me. I felt everybody, even the smallest characters, played such a massive role mm-hmm. in the decisions that the characters made and how they acted and who they really became and who they were. Um, yeah. It was funny as hell. I also mm-hmm. thought it was very funny. I felt it was very mature humor. Yeah. Um, it's not like cheesy corny that you see a lot in anime where they kind of force it on you. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought it was great, especially with Daru, where you know they they know he's a pervert, and the part where she's she's talking about the banana, and he's like, can, can you say that exact same thing but with a softer voice? <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> you just oh, want to see me eat a banana? <laughs> oh boy, god damn it, Daru! Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of humor. And I appreciate it for it because it wasn't forced. It was more like, you know, something you would say hanging out with friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so there's a lot of comedic moments here, uh, but obviously a lot of sad moments, uh, which I did feel were also kind of cheated out of because they were able to undo a lot of these sad moments. Uh, but they still had an impact, especially on Okabe. And you see the impact on him yeah. throughout the show. Yeah. I feel for Okabe because he will never be the same. He has to, to in terms of the ending, the last, the last ending, last scene, he still has to live with all this time travel nonsense in his head. Trying to repeat time after time over and over to say Mursu, but to take away the wishes that these people hold dear to them. He has to keep that for the rest of his life. And I and I, I felt for him because it's like, how do you do that? How you try to play God 
he's basically trying to play God, you know, going back in time, but then also trying to, you gave him this gift to be a girl. Not really the phone, but give people what they want, but then you yeah. have to, you're also the same one who has to take it. Well, that's being, that's messed up. Yeah. In order to save one person and then come to find out in order to save the world to prevent another war, that, that's a lot. And it's not, he can't just tell anybody this because they're going to think he's crazy. He has to keep this yeah. to himself. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's yeah, why they, I love it they, so much. There is a moment in, in, in one of the episodes, I think it's like at the start of the episode, where uh, he fails or, no, he realizes that, you know, Kirisu, he has to let Kirisu die to save Virisu. And he sits there on the couch and she's talking to him, like asking him what's wrong. You know, it's well, the, the, the yogurt, I believe it was. Yeah. She's pissed off that he ate the yogurt. Um, and he essentially breaks down and tells her that he's a fraud. Mm -hmm. He tells her his real name. He says all this shit about how he uses, you know, talking on the phone as some sort of defense mechanism. Like he's just a fraud um, because he's completely broken. He doesn't want to make this decision. He doesn't want to let her die to save somebody else anymore. Um, and he knows that if he lets her die, that's it. There's no more going back. She's going to be dead permanently. It's not like he can yeah. keep going back yeah. and trying to save her. This is the one pivotal moment in time where if she lives, Mirisu dies and all the bad shit happens. You know? He has to let her die. It's her moment to die. And he realized that. And he pretty much tells her that he's a terrible person essentially he's just mm -hmm. a fraud in every way yep. um it was a very it was a very good moment and she was mm -hmm. like what the fuck is happening yeah <laughs> you know so so yeah uh any final thoughts from you ben no i think no nah. no nah. i don't think so all righty um all right well uh scores then alfonso this is a damn ten. This is a this is definitely <laughs> this is the ten out of all ten. My only my only dislike is that I wish you recommended this sooner so I could play these fucking games sooner because it was so damn good. <laughs> but now you can. But now you can. <laughs> uh Ben, for you? A nine. I actually prefer the light height stuff at the start more than the dark part at the end. I actually prefer yeah. the first 12 episodes versus the last <laughs> 12. So. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I'm, I'm also going to give it a 10, uh, just like I would have given the game a 10, because uh, I thought that game was phenomenal, and they did a really good job. And you can buy it now on the PlayStation Store for £4. Yeah, or pretty much like five dollars. Yeah, four ninety nine. Or twenty dollars. Twenty pounds, I think, for the zero. Zero is cheaper than uh, elite. Uh, Steins Gate sorry, Elite, which is, is the ones that's the ones that's twenty pounds. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, Steins Gate Elite is essentially a remaster of Steins Gate, where they use uh, cutscenes and the art from the anime rather than the original yeah. art from the original game. Which is fine if you're into the animated scenes. Uh, the thing is, you just can't get the original Steins Gate on your PS4 because it's a PS3 and Vita game only. So, Which sucks. Would it be nice if they yeah. brought it over? 
<laughs> I agree. But you can get Elite. Uh, it's the exact same story. plays exactly the same way. It's just the art is more inclined to the anime yeah. art. Um, I like the anime art, so it's not a bad thing. It's very good art. They did a really good job for, I believe, what is it, 2020, right? Is when it came out. Let me see here. Come on, Google. Don't do this to me. 2012. <laughs> 2012? Uh, 2011 is when the first episode there. Mm. So, yeah, nine year old anime. Really good anime. Then. Yeah, holds up well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I find a lot of the animes that are older are better. That's just me. <laughs> well, I think it's because they give a shit more about the art. Yeah. <laughs> they actually put more mm-hmm. effort into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't have to mass produce them, you know, episode after episode after episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is Steinsgate. Go play it. Go watch it. It is unbelievable. And you can then go watch Steins Gate Zero, which is an alternate timeline story. So, which I also hear is really good. I haven't played that one yet, though. So, I'm definitely going to need to, though, especially with that price. <sighs> Before we go, though, Alfonso, there's yeah. something you wanted to do. And I, I'm sorry that this episode took so long. Um, it was well needed. It's been a while since we actually spoke about anime in full detail, and mm-hmm. I'm glad we did it with this one. Me too. Yeah. But there's something you wanted to bring up. Yes, really quick. You know, we, you and I, Ben, over, the, over this year, we pick a lot of interesting, fucked up, funny, messed up recommendations for the anime podcast. And I feel since this is the last podcast of 2020 we should just just quickly not all of them just pick some of my favorites that we recommended for this year i'm picking three i i'm i'm just gonna pick three just because yes there's a lot more but we can't discuss all of them so i'm just gonna pick three because i feel these are my favorite out of everything we recommended um for my pick obviously dr stone the Senku, all the all all the the funny moments, um, him with signs, just explanation of how science works, him creating um, tools for the people to fight back against whatever that I forgot the guy's name about because it's been a while. But um, I love it so much because of that one scene, Gary. You know what I'm talking about in the tournament where Ginru was in the leaves, and <laughs> this is so good. He 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 think he's winning, but he actually looks all messed up, and he finally was. But because of his stomach, he runs off. The way he runs off, oh my god! Oh, best 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 seed in that anime. Okay, so that's my recommendation for me. Um, Ben, obviously yours is the the one with the panties. The guy found the panties, yes. and he's going through all these different women who kind of blackmails him to do stuff that he wants. Yeah, that, my favorite scene from that is the girl who runs in the library and she comes to his house and she tries to take his boxers and he kind of tricks him into wearing a suit and his sister comes in and he's trying to explain that this is not what it is, but he said, but you're wearing this dog suit. 
I forgot what it was, but he were and he's trying to explain that it's not what it yes, that best scene out of everything. Okay, Gary. A lot of fucked up enemies. A lot of fucked up enemies. And this was hard for me because it was between two Promised Land and a Future Diaries. But I had to go with Future Diaries because that plot twist at the end, man. That plot twist? That plot <laughs> twist was so damn good. So damn good. I love that. That that has to be my anime of this year in terms of recommendation because of how they kill people, the the backstory of these diaries and how they get that. I wish I personally I wish it was longer. I wish the anime was longer. I wish we had more diary users. Just the game could last longer and we get more backstory on how they became what they are. But overall, that was my anime of the year, Future Diaries. I'm sorry, Promise Land. I love Promise Land, but Future Diaries got that beat. So yeah, those are my three. <laughs> All right, uh, Ben. Uh, I'm rubbish with remembering what we've recorded like last week. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. I have looked at a few that I remember that I did enjoy. Uh, one of them is not weekly. Well, not an anime of the week, but I did enjoy it enough that I kind of want to put it up here. Uh, the uh, Mob Psycho 100 when we were doing the weekly reviews of that. I know it wasn't anime of the week, but we were doing it every week, so I really mm-hmm. Mob Psycho 100 was one of my favorite animes of 2020 because I never watched the first season, so it was nice, mm-hmm. it was interesting to see the second season. Um, and then I, I think I've got to go with um, I think it was this year, it might have been 2019, but. Miss Kaboshi's Dragon Maid, and I'm really looking forward to the second season. Uh, that was when someone found this like half lady, half dragon in the forest, um, <laughs> and they take him home, and she's like she becomes the maid, and then more and more of these half dragon ladies start appearing, and all that lot. Um, but yeah, I gotta go with what you said as well for your last one because the future's end was pretty good. I think it was called. So yeah, that's my free, of my bad mate, badly remembered brain. I'm sorry, but names <laughs> go go in and out. I have to like listen to the episode again that we recorded just so I can remember the anime of the week when I watch it a couple of days later. Names just like. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I remember any sort of name is I have Wikipedia open when we talk, so I can remember mm-hmm. them, what what the what the names of the people. It's like that's a person I remember them. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, there's a few. Um, obviously, Steins Gate was exceptional. Mm-hmm. It's new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Erased. Yeah. Uh, that was your promise. Neverland was great. Um, I know I never recommended it, but finally being able to rewatch Paranoia Agent was oh god, I forgot about that. Definitely something. <laughs> um, I love the the horror one that you recommended, Alfonso. Another, yeah, another I thought was very well done, except mm-hmm. for just the few moments at the end that really yeah. pissed me off. Um, Bungo Stray Dogs was another one that oh I... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely fell in love with Bungo Stray Dogs to the point where I didn't even know that I went ahead of the season. 
before I start talking about season two without realizing it. <laughs> oh, what was that one called by you? Um, the one with sword. The character the sword. sword and the bite. Oh, um, Garo Vanishing Line. Yes, yes. Oh, Gina. Oh, Gina, Gina, Gina. Oh, Gina. <laughs> Um, I do also fondly remember the panty one. That was freaking great. Um, I just love the fact that he, when he, the, my favorite moment of that was when he found out that she was essentially imagining him and his best friend as gay. <laughs> <laughs> and she was writing snuff about the two of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget about this. Angel Beats, come on, the classroom. Ah, oh, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> the classroom. Goddammit. Uh, yeah, um, Future Diaries, again, a great one. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so there there was a lot of great stuff. I wish I could remember everything. Uh, like, Ben, I just can't remember everything that we watched. I know we watched a weird one where I had to watch on YouTube to watch the uncensored one. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my recommendation. I forgot the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of great anime um, that we got to watch, and I thank you for forcing me to watch this stuff because I probably wouldn't have even cared to watch most of the stuff that you guys would recommend on my own. So mm -hmm. it's great to to be forced to watch it and enjoy a lot of it, um, mm -hmm. especially like something like Bungo Stray Dogs, where I probably never would have cared to watch it, mm -hmm. um, but then I had to, and it was freaking awesome. So. Mm -hmm. And the snuff stuff from Ben, obviously. Um, <laughs> I will never watch that on my own, but because Ben forces me to, oh, I watch it. Muyo! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Can't believe you forgot Tenchi. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah. Good 2020 in a terrible time in real yeah. life, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully, 2021 will be even better. Yeah, in every regard. You mean anime rise? Because in England, it's just going to get worse. No, Ben. Yeah. yeah Things yeah. are only going to get shitter. <laughs> hey, hey, at least Brexit is finally happening for you. Yeah. Thought that that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but at least that's one thing you don't have to worry about constantly wondering when that's going to happen, I guess. Oh, yeah. Less I'm worried sorry. about when it's happening, more worried about the fact that it has happened. <laughs> you might have been uh, rid of your leader, but we still have our British version. Well, our leader is burning the country as he goes, so... I <laughs> don't even have to leave to start doing that. Yeah, you just leave him on his own in the country, and then maybe he'll leave. Uh, <sighs> Alrighty, well... Shoutouts, Alfonso. Hold on, Gary. My recommendation for the new year. Oh, yeah, let's do it. What is your recommendation? Okay, so I've been thinking about this, and I, I have to put this out. You know, I've been talking about this way before July, when it premiered July. Now that I finally dubbed all episodes, my recommendation for the new year is God of High School. Yes, you I said kinda... you hated it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yes, I said I hated it because of what they did. 
The anime is short. It only has 12 episodes. The anime cut out a lot of things that it didn't permit in the magma or the 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 comp I forgot what they call it, the the webtoon. But the reason why I'm recommending this fight scenes are crazy. Story is a little iffy because like I said, they cut a lot of things out. But I want you and Ben's comment, opinion, thoughts on this question. Do you feel the main character is the next guy to step uh, up after Deku. Day? You know, you got Goku, Ichigo, <laughs> Naruto, My Hero, Deku, and all that. And they, everyone on the internet, on, on threads, blah, 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 is saying that he's the next one. I feel he is, even though the anime is short. I feel he is of what he can do. And I want y'all guys' opinions to see if y'all feel the same way. So that is my, that's the only reason why I'm recommending it. It's all dubbed. It's only on Crunchyroll. It's 12 episodes. God of High School? The God okay. of High School, yeah. Okay. That's my recommendation. Alrighty. Alright, shout outs then. Bonds of Mad. Uh, since we didn't do the gaming thing, I got 92 plot. That's crazy. I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, if we was on this lockdown from the beginning. I probably have over 100, but now back at work, doing more stuff with Shannon, couldn't make it. But hey, I would still take 92 because that is a crazy accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of problems. I spent over $400 in platinums. Yeah. I, I really sat down and just went through everything I bought, and it was over $400 in platinums. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon was not happy about that, but we're that's another story for another day. Um, 2020 as the year, it's been a fucked up year. We lost a lot of good people, as far as Kobe and and Chadwick Bosman. Um, a lot of shutdowns, a lot of things we can't do in terms of restaurant movies, no Marvel movies, no DC movies. Um, a lot of delays in terms of video games. Um, launch of new consoles. Um, a weird fucked up election. In terms of America, um, and obviously the thousands of deaths that we suffer throughout the whole world. Um, 2020 hasn't been great. Um, I hope 2021 gets better as we are shifted into a new power by a new man. Sorry, Ben, that you still have to deal with what you deal with with your person. We've got four more uh, years. Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. For all the people that survived this year, continue to do what you do. Do your social distancing. Wear your mask. Um, I advise not to take this vaccine because this vaccine looks like it's still having some side effects for certain people. Certain people say they're fine, and some people saying they're not doing so great. So this week is just the first batch. Let them further develop it as it get better. Like I said, 2021, I hope it turns out to be a better year to everyone in the world. Just be safe. Just continue to be safe. And you can follow me on Twitter at AliShan7. Alrighty, Ben. Well, I want to wish everyone a happy new year because it'll be almost new year by the time this goes live. Big shout out to both Gary and Afonso for putting up with me for another year. Um, also, big shout out to Gary because him recording the podcast meant I've been able to grind for LR Goku this entire time. 
My wife. <laughs> anyway, big shout out to anyone who listens. Thank you all. Also, go check out Mushroom Radio, Twitch.tv Mushroom Radio. Also, go check out Moogle Garam Radio, Twitch.tv Moogle Garam Radio. <laughs> I did an unboxing oh. stream. <laughs> nah. Shout out to you guys, as always. Uh, thanks for letting me host. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining me. Um, shout out to all the listeners and the followers. Thank you. Please continue to spread the word. Tell more people about us and have them follow us and reach out to us. I uh, want to wish everybody a good holiday. I hope it was a good Christmas, Hanukkah, Ramadan, whatever you believe in. Even if you don't believe in anything, I hope you just had a good holiday. Um, Happy New Year. I hope 2021 is going to be better because it was a terrible year. Uh, though there were some shining moments of 2020, um, it was definitely overshadowed by a lot of bad shit. Um, so hopefully things will be better next year. But that's it. That's me done. I'm finished. No more. Oh, you can reach me at Gagalush on Twitter. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Goodbye. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Bye.